0: I would throw them down my incinerator. Oh, okay. Incine-
1: where are you going to find an incinerator?
0: <laughs> I will go down to the incinerator. It's not, easy
1: to, it's not easy to cook a human.
0: No, not cook. I want to grind.
2: Hello and welcome to Hidden Among Us. Hi! <laughs> it's 23! This one is actually episode
0: 23. Yeah. Yeah. The last time we said 23, but it was 23. Shen two. got
2: it wrong last week. No, but no, yes. the
0: recording was 23. I just followed the recording title. So yeah, Chris true. got it I wrong. I messed
2: up and then <laughs> and then Shen messed up after that. So <laughs> is that a car or a motorbike? I think it's a car. Oh my gosh. Okay, just now there was like ambulance or car or police sirens outside Honda's window and it was like the creepiest thing. (laughs)
1: Creepiest.
2: I mean like, what are the odds that when we are recording our crime podcast, you can hear those sirens? Yeah. I'm telling you, it's the universe like coming into shape for us today. They were like, y'all didn't upload on your usual time. So now, <laughs> I'm here <laughs> to remind you why you should. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Shen was telling us about how much she loves Namjoo Hyuk. So Shen, tell us how much you love oh Namjoo Oh my god,
0: Hyuk. I love him so much. He's so handsome. And if you ever chance upon this, Namjoo Hyuk, let's see. <laughs> oh my god, like- Shen. <laughs> You know, cause bo- like bo- boost our podcast. <laughs> cause, cause me and my boyfriend like we we created this thing called Hall Passes, like Hall Passes for celebrities. And my boyfriend's one is Anne Hathaway, and then here I am with Nangjujo. Anne Hathaway. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday we were like fighting or debating about what is the higher probability of us meeting our like selected celebrity, and apparently I have a higher chance because mine is in Asia. I mean, okay, you also have a higher chance because if you go to
2: Korea, your especially Seoul, you might run into a a set. Because I did, I ran into a set. Like you on the in same day, I sort of bumped into a. N- okay, I saw a set. Okay. <laughs> And, okay, but the day... I imagine you
0: running into an actual set. Hi!
2: <laughs> I'm Christian. And then like, Hello, hello! <laughs> <"Annyeonghaseyo."> <laughs> and then the security guards are like dragging me out. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. We just love... The day... <laughs> the day my friends and I ran into like... a Not ran into like... We bumped into like... A a a set right. Mm-hmm. It was the same day we sort of like <laughs> we walked across this cafe. Okay, I remember. Okay, I remember this experience so distinctly because we're walking through this cafe, we're walking past this cafe, and then like I almost bumped into this dude. So I looked up and there was this like strong-looking Korean man, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> "Why does he kind of look like a bodyguard?" And then I looked around, and then I looked into the window. Of the cafe that we walked past, and like the actor Shin Song Rock was in there, and I was like, Oh my god, who is Shin okay, Song? Okay, y'all Rock? don't know who Shin Song Rock is. Just okay. give me a I moment, describe, describe him. Do you know, do you know are my it, love from another really star? Do you know the villain? S H I N S U N G R O K. Okay, okay, yeah, he's yes. always the villain, though. Yeah, but okay. So he's one of my favorite actors because he he's so good. He's very very good. And like I remember, I I remember I saw him and he was he was him. What am I saying? He was me an interview and I tapped my friends and I was like, oh my god, guys, it's Shin Song Rock. And all of them went, who is
0: that? <laughs> no, he looks to me right. He looks like the Korean Dracula. No, he looks. He looks like Dracula.
2: Okay, then afterwards, right, after bumping into it, so I was in sort of a daze. I was like, oh my god, I just saw Shin Song Rock," And then we walk a little bit down. By the way, all this was happening in Hongdae, okay? okay. We went a little bit down. And then we noticed there's this, like, crowd of people gathered. And I was like, what is going on? And then I look across the street, right, where all these um, passers-by were look at- looking at. And it was a set, like, a drama was being filmed and I could see like one of the main actors walking walking by and doing his thing. And I was like, who is he? <laughs> so I took an Instagram story and I posted it. And I was like, who is this dude? Like, if anyone knows who it is, tell me. Ooh. So a bunch of my friends actually replied who it was. And turns out, because later on, I saw the trailer for this particular drama, they were filming Love Alarm. Ooh. Which is on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. So, they were, oh, so Love I was and like, Lam.
0: wow.
2: Yeah. I, I like one. Love Alarm.
0: So, so hey, wait, if it's Love Alarm, isn't it the girl? The really pretty girl? Uh. No,
2: we, I actually saw the main actor. The, the male? It was the main actor. I forgot. Oh. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Let me find out his name. But yeah, it was him. We bumped into him. And I was like, wow. Hold on, let me find out his name. Love Alarm. It is yeah, Song Song Kang. I saw him. I still have the Insta stories of me recording and be like, "Who is this?" Oh, yeah, it's so cool. So, I only remember
0: this show because of uh Kim So Hyun. Yes, yeah, she's in it. I it's not my kind of drama, so Same. I didn't watch it. It's not super my kind of drama, so. but I watched it either way because I like watching K dramas. But if any of our, uh, our listeners know Namju Hyok personally, uh, you can drop me a DM. Personally. Yeah. I, I would be more than willing to connect. <laughs> On or,
2: or LinkedIn or whatever. Bo- boost know? our podcast. You know? Tell tell Mr. Namju
0: Hyuk to listen to a podcast. Wow, he's so handsome. Help me. He's he's well, high-
2: okay. He's not my
0: type. Yeah. I would see why. <laughs> You are very into like older men.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, she loves Idong. Idrong y- yeah. is my number one. Yeah, dude. but he
0: got the he got the immediate age man vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I love watching his face change. <laughs> but he really Stop. has a middle he's so beautiful H man vibe, right? Honda, you gotta agree with me. He doesn't. Love I his mean, his he's 20s. not young. Yeah, he's definitely not young. He's 39. I mean, he doesn't. Oh, oh my god, Chris, you're into that kind I, of I man. mean, I know. <laughs> How old is Namjoo Hyuk? Oh my god, he's 94. He's only 4 years older than me. It's totally possible. He's 94
2: years old? I <laughs> knew it. I'm <laughs> 94. Shen, you the one with the taste for older men.
0: Oh my god, you know, it's so possible. Like, just 4 years difference. If I meet him and I make him fall in love with me, it's possible. Shen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm you know, for me this year, I think that the the actor that took me by surprise that I ended up really liking a lot is actually Lee Min Ho. Oh, like no, for sorry. some reason, right, his character in the King, I was like,
0: okay, yeah, I'm digging this. His like, character is
2: hard. cool. Oh, she's really in the middle aged man now, um, Honda. I'm. Not- <laughs> Limin Ho is not middle
0: age. He's 30, is Oh, he's in his thirties, Oh my right? god, he's already coming forty Oh, he's thirty three. Thirty three. Oh, no.
2: Wow. He's only thirty three. Lies. Ten years older than me. Okay, he's still in
0: his thirties.
2: <laughs> no, but here's the thing, it's not Limin Ho as a person that I like. It's the king. I like him as that character. Because of, like, this silent sort of, like, authority and, like, the intelligence. And I was just like, oh, oh my god, god, I am so digging this. You like Chris yeah. Evans too, right? And He's also 39. Yeah, she <laughs> does.
0: She really likes the older, <laughs> older, mm, man kind of persona. <laughs> Listen, the other day
2: I saw, like, a throwback video of um him when he was in Captain America, like, the first Captain America. And I was like, Oh my god, he's so he's so young, and mm. then I saw a picture of him recently, and I was like, "Wow, how did he age so much?" But he's so good looking. Yeah, mm. he is
1: good looking, obviously.
2: Listen, Chris Evans is my ideal man. Okay, maybe the only downside to him is the fact that he did tap dancing as a child, mm-hmm. and yeah, but I think that he's my ideal man. Like, I just Chris Evans, if you're out there, there's a Chris over here. They would really like to meet you. So Think many about Chris it. As Chris. I am a Chris. Me. This Chris. This Chris is me. Mm. I would love to With meet you. That? We could be Chris <laughs> and Chris. Okay. That would be just amazing. I
0: bet our viewers is listening to this right now. But you know what? If you guys know Chris <laughs> Evans personally, you can link Chris and Chris up.
1: <laughs> I mean, we have a lot of US <laughs> listeners. Yeah.
2: Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. So So, two things. Okay. Two things. <laughs> To our Asian <laughs> <laughs> listeners, link Shen with Namjoo Hyok. To our American listeners, link me with Chris Evans. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Everyone Jiu- is just like un- unfollowing us and leaving us negative reviews <laughs> now. <laughs> <Just> like...
1: <laughs> we- you can tell
0: we're clearly... This podcast is full of delusional people. <laughs> we're clearly going crazy. <laughs> Okay, so my story actually comes from Thailand. I really love Thai based stories because I think they're just very interesting. And most of the time, right, a lot of their crime based stuff is very intertwined with like spiritual black magic stuff, which I really enjoy. And uh, mm. this story has yeah. a bit of that. Yeah, so, um, mm. so a hundred years ago, uh, in one peaceful afternoon, some local people who lived near the Chao... Chow- Praia River in Non-Taburi province went out fishing by the river as usual. Then, they noticed that something was washed ashore near the temple fear and actually closely checked to see what it was. They found that it was a huge iron chest. Yeah. The origin of this chest was questionable. Wait wait. Mm-hmm.
2: wait, wait, wait. Like, an iron chest meaning like the box like a chest yeah. or like a
0: human no 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 chest. like the chest like the very ancient kind of chest oh like the okay like the storage <laughs> box chest yes 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 like, okay i was going to show you guys a picture but then i realized <laughs> the picture <laughs> yeah so yes an iron chest which in thailand i guess is um it's what is normally used by wealthy people in thailand to keep their goods or like the royal family yeah, mm. so they found an iron chest that was like in the river so they figured that it might be treasure inside so they didn't hesitate to open it cause you know it's if I saw an iron chest I would want to open it too cause I would think it's gold but <laughs> what they <laughs> found inside the chest was far from the concept of treasure the only thing inside the chest shocked people it was a dead body of an unknown young lady the, they called the police immediately oh, and by performing a preliminary, oh my god, with, by performing a preliminary <laughs> autopsy on Jindo, Jindo by the way is a I don't know if you guys know, you guys should know, right? Jindo and John Doe. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep.
2: But you can clarify it for our listeners.
0: Yeah. So for our listeners that don't know what Jindo and John Doe are, it's like the terms that they give to like the victim if they don't know the identity or can I haven't identified the identified the identity of the body yet. So this Jane, Jane Doe was actually found that she was wrapped by a mosquito net um, and suffocated to death with bricks filled inside her, the chest to make it heavy enough to sink in the river. Oh. So she was killed nice. with a mosquito net and then they put bricks inside. She put the body in the, the, the iron chest and put bricks inside the iron chest so that it would sink at the bottom of the river. Honestly... Madness, okay? So at that time, while this killing was a serious offence, it was very, very difficult for police to work out who the killer was. So the chief policeman actually decided to put the cops' information in a newsletter, hoping that there would be some families missing their daughter and would contact the police instead. So the next day, the mystery was cleared up. A mother whose daughter had been missing for days came to the police station and claimed that the Jane Doe was her daughter named Prick, a 20-year-old woman who married a wealthy man. The mother said that Prick had actually received a letter from a man who had borrowed her a gold necklace and wanted to return it. She arranged to go out to meet him and never returned. Her mother believed that the man whom she arranged to meet was Boon Ping. Although her daughter was married, her husband ignored her. So she was having an affair with Boon Ping and so he became a key suspect. So it was... Do do you guys see the triangle here? So she's married to this guy? Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay, <laughs> just to clarify, you know, lots of names. So with this testimony, Boon was targeted. The investigation was ongoing, but there was no solid evidence to prove that Boon was the real murderer until a witness showed up. He was a rickshaw driver, again, who was hired to dump the ch- iron chest in the river. Surely, he was a material witness in this criminal investigation. I say again because I don't, I don't know if you guys remember, but the last story I did on Thailand. <laughs> It was also a rickshaw driver that came in front to testify. So ah. yes,
2: so um, the poor rickshaw drivers <laughs> of Thailand, man.
0: Yeah, so, rickshaw driver by day, crime witness by night. So yeah, so Bumpeng was born in a remote village near a canal in a place that nowadays is part of the Nakhon Phanom Province. He was a tough Thai asan and half chinese he had moved um to bangkun prom in bangkok when he was five years old some sources say that he was an orphan when he moved to bangkok and was adopted by an old couple and was then raised as their grandson when he was a teenager he was very good looking very charming and very eloquent he was a handsome guy and women swooned over him so despite his appearance he also however had a bad side he was lazy and he didn't work he didn't have his grandparents. He was not interested in working like other people, like most people. But he seemed to pay more attention to black magic, superstition, <laughs> and the art of making love potions, which is actually very common in Thailand. Like, love potions are very, very big thing. So, he had... Dude, like-
2: I don't know if I told you all before, mm-hmm. but I knew somebody who knew somebody who got a love potion. You knew <laughs> somebody who knew somebody And, like, the thing was knew- the love potion, right? Yeah, I knew yeah. somebody who knew somebody. So, the thing with the love potion is, like, um, you get it done, but if... So, for example, I give the love potion to Shen. So, Shen falls in love with me, right? But if I were to... want to break off the relationship, like, Shen will commit suicide. Like, she will kill herself.
0: Like... Yeah, it's very, very <laughs> that's how it
2: serious. it
1: Crazy. Does it work, though?
2: According to the person I knew who knew a person, it does work. But then the problem is, right, it's like an eternal thing. So you must be very sure that this person that you want to... This person that you want to fall in love with you... with. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you must be very sure that, that that's the person you want.
0: But then what does a love and person like, do? It, in that sense, the one that your friend got. It makes got. the
2: person fall in love with you.
0: Also, it's not like ex- existing it's love. It's not
2: my friend who got. It's a it's person I knew who okay, knew okay. a person. Okay okay. Was, okay, okay. Yeah, so... And also, like, this person I knew was also explaining that... Like, you cannot just... For example, right... I, cannot just wake up one day and be like, Oh, I want Lam Drew to fall in love with me, so I'm just gonna go get like a love potion. Oh my god. It has idea. to be someone you know because I like, I think you need to get like a lock of hair or something. <laughs> I mean you're Christian. <laughs> is I'm like,
0: like an idea.
2: Love potion
0: <laughs> I'm down for that. But I just need his hair. Okay, can I speak to oh, so creepy. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Listeners, please. I'm actually not that crazy. I'm just kidding. I'm exaggerating. Oh my god, please. Everyone who was trying to... Everyone who was thinking of helping
2: you connect with Namju Hyuk is now like deleting all please. that. No,
0: please. You're going to blacklist anything. our podcast. Eh? <laughs> I'm kidding. I just want him super attractive, but... I already have a boyfriend. It's okay. I hope that gives you some ease. Scary. Okay, anyway. So yeah, so he actually had the fortune to learn black magic from an old undertaker who actually lived in the temple near his house. And after he finished his black magic course, his grandparents refused to let him stay with them because they were against him learning such an evil thing that was mostly used to threaten people. Therefore, he moved to Banglampu in downtown of Bangkok. He started to use his black magic for a living. He was now about 20 years old and ordained as a monk and moved to the Wat Therawat Khonchon. He was successful as a monk. He attracted people with his charming appearance and black magic. So there were actually many people who were approaching him and especially women who wanted him to create love spells. Some sources actually say that his <laughs> residence in the temple always welcomed guests, apostles and ladies, especially in the night time. So he was very respected by apostles and he was permitted to make money under ordination. Some say he even had sex with babies as part of his black magic ritual. So actually, mm-hmm. having sex under ordination is the gravest transgression of the monk rules. His wicked mm-hmm. behaviour, you know, couldn't be kept for long. So the evil rituals were finally discovered by the abbot, which is like the head of all the monks and he was expelled from the temple. So after he was expelled, he actually moved back into the, to downtown and he chose... Wat Suhad, the temple with a good reputation and good location as the place he wanted to be based in. So at first, the abbot of Mm. Wat Suhad didn't want him because he also knew about his bad behaviour, but Bun Ping swore and promised that he would change and remain on a good track that all monks should be. Finally, the abbot allowed him to stay there. Right after he was given his second chance, he started to do bad things again and this time round, it was worse than before. He actually opened. uh, Guess what he opened in a monk's residence? Brothel? No. No.
2: Like a black magic
0: shop? No. He opened a casino. (laughs) Oh my god. And a monk's residence. Okay, I
2: did not see that coming. Yeah,
0: I did not see that coming when I read it too.
2: How'd you open a, a casino in a monastery?
0: I'm um, just imagining people playing cards. <laughs> what like... did
2: he do? Okay. So yeah. Interesting. He
0: opened a casino in amongst residents, residence, had affairs with ladies, and pra- still practiced black magic, especially the art of love potions. So, do you remember the story mm. of Prick before this? So Prick was actually a victim mm-hmm. that yeah. came and went to him asking for a love potion to make her husband interested in her again. So I mean, her and husband's relationship wasn't very good. So she went to find him to find a love potion. So, oh no, she she then became Bum lover, and oh, oh no, and you know what? It <laughs> it gets worse. She gets pregnant. Oh no! Yeah. So, accordingly, <laughs> stop laughing. Oh my god. It's a crime. <laughs> <I'm>
2: not- <laughs> no, she went there being like, "Hey, I need a love potion because I need my husband to fall in love with
0: me." When she sort of falls for him, and then she gets pregnant. No, but then this is the unethical side, though. Maybe she had sex with him while he while he was connecting his like black magic spells.
2: Okay, true. Right. It's just the way you said that. Your was quite funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there's no. that and then you know um, she wanted him to take responsibility obviously um, but Bung Peng had already had someone else he had arranged to marry and he could not take responsibility which then led to the motivation of murder from all the bad behaviour he had been committing the ever also of Suhat finally knew and ordered to terminate Boon Bung- Peng out of monkhood he would not be a monk anymore but it was not a big deal for him as he was already now wealthy from his dark business and planned for a marriage to another lady. However, Wompeng was arrested at his wedding cere- ceremony where the truth was revealed. He confessed and he said Prick was not the only victim. So before that, he had actually Bro. already murdered a jewelry merchant, Nilam, due to a conflict of interest between them. He put the dead body of Nilam in the island chest and also drowned him in the river. So according to like sources, some people said he had killed more than five people and always used the iron chest to hide. So most of the victims were ladies mm. who became his lovers, but finally were killed for some reasons. Um, oh my God!
2: By that definition,
0: he's a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is correct. Um, and what's even more interesting was that you know he was sentenced to death penalty by public beheading. Oh and wow! <laughs> He was also oh, geez, the last prisoner who was beheaded in Thai history. Oh. Yeah.
2: So after that, okay. after he died- like, I watched Game of Thrones season 1, so I know what that looks like.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> after he died, his body was buried in Wat Pasi near the, the canal and local people built a spirit shrine to calm his spirit. Um, And now his spirit <sighs> shrine it still exists in Wat Pasi. And local people believe that when the time passed, by his spirit was purified and changed to become a protector. So his his name is now Uncle yes. Boon which is like a friendly Uncle. name and became respected by people. So yeah, I don't know. I just want this story very interesting. Like, kill me and put me in an iron chest. What? No. What? <laughs> Shen, no, Shen. For, for any aspiring serial killers out there, please... Do not come after me with an iron chest. I'm just kidding. I take that back. I crossed my fingers. <laughs> you just didn't see. Yeah, but that that is my story. I found it really, really interesting for several reasons. Um, I realised that in Asian culture, a lot of crime is very intertwined with um, black magic. Mm. Especially yeah, in... Yeah, there's like, always that magical... Yeah. Very, very different from Western stories. I mean, Singapore stories are so definitely has like the more western things la, but like I realized that like in your rich cultures like Myanmar, Thailand, Indonesia there's always some form of magical like element to it or you can always find stories that have that magical element to it and it's just very intriguing and to think mm. that this story is probably still relevant today is another scary thing I'm very sure there are women who still look for blood potions
2: yeah, I mean, I knew a person who knew a person. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so and I'm very sure there are still monks that are evil. I mean, yeah, of course. And I'm very sure there are still people who kill.
2: It's just so interesting because monks are like this very sort of how do I explain like this very weird, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: And in Thai it's quite strict, like the monks. Yeah, are like, follow very strict.
0: Exactly. Yeah,
2: and they're like very. And as Honda said, like, they they, they follow strict rules and they're, like, strict religious codes. So that means that they have to follow, like, certain things that are, like, morally good. And then this guy just comes in and he's like, you know what? (laughs) I'm going to be a black magic monk Uh who owns a casino.
0: (laughs) Yeah, what the hell? And kills multiple women and has affairs and stuff like that. And then in the end, he becomes a protective figure. Like exactly, even... I found that very interesting. There was another thing I found that very interesting. So it's like how they transformed his figure and his deeds. Do you think this would happen if it was a female
2: spirit? No, no, nope. She would have become the vengeful ghost. Yeah, not a protective figure. Interesting. Yeah. Thanks, Chan. No problem. All right. I'll just move on to my story. I have a pretty interesting one today. And I nice. think someone oh, I've heard about it before. I don't know. Maybe Honda can give like her two cents on this because it, it involves like prison systems. Ooh. I don't know. It seemed very so...
0: Panopticon.
2: Okay, wait. There's something kind of Panopticon-ish in this story as interesting. well. Interesting. So... Today's story is on the Eastern State Penitentiary. Uh, Okay. I think Honda's heard about it before. Uh, If uh, you watch uh, Buzzfeed uh, Unsolved, you would have known. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going to dive right into it. Mm -hmm. So the Eastern State Penitentiary was an American prison in Philadelphia and is considered to be one of the most haunted places in America. It was an operation from 1829 to 1971. And the point of this prison was actually to be a more humane prison opposed to like, other ones which were like rife with murders mm. and rapes and stuff like that. And if I'm not wrong, um, Eastern State Penitentiary at that time was like the largest and most expensive building. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. So when I tell you there's some messed up things happen in this prison, I really mean some messed up things happen in this prison. Mm. So, the way Eastern... Why did I say so like that? Sue. So, <laughs> so, um Eastern State Penitentiary was made up of... Wait, sorry. Eastern State Penitentiary made use of the system called the System of Separate Incarceration, which basically emphasised solitary confinement and... This was basically to get um prisoners to reflect on their mistakes through silent reflection. And I'm gonna to try to draw like a like a oral image of what the prison looked like. Wow my gosh. Sorry, my rabbit is doing zoomies. <laughs> oh my god, he's actually. He's, I don't know if y'all can see. We can. Are you gonna do zoomies? <laughs> He's
0: just... Oh, is that? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so She's cute.
2: Super happy
0: right now. Do a binky. Know, I'm talking
2: about... <laughs> yeah. Can you do a binky?
0: What's I'm a binky?
2: Oh! So
0: cute. Oh, is <laughs> it? Is it that? Are you so happy? Are so happy? <laughs> okay. So cute. I love it.
2: Where was I?
0: <laughs> You're like, because
2: to tears, my god, Jay Chris. <laughs> I'm laughing. He's so happy. Okay, let me try to create like, an image of what this prison looked like. So the prison basically had like a central hall, which is like, in the center. Oh wait, mm. maybe I can use my hand. So my palm is the central hall, and then they had this thing where um the cell blocks like, stretched out. So, like, literally around the central hall, like, the cell blocks would stretch out, like, vertically-ish. Oh. So it looked sort of like a sun. Okay, you okay. Know, like, drawings of sun. Okay. Yeah, so that's what it looked like. And, um, between each cell block, there would be metal b- bars. And the difference between this system and the panopticon style is the fact that, with the panopticon, it's like, from your central area, you can look into each cell. But, for this one, um, you would have to go into each cell block in order to look into each cell. Mm. So that's a difference. And each pre- inmate sort of had their own private yard to do exercise. But the thing is, um, pre- the inmates were required to be in solitary confinement during exercise as well. Okay, uh, wow. That sucks. Yeah, and each yard could only fit one person. Okay. And it was done in such a way where if you if you were an inmate and you were out to do your exercise time, no one else was allowed to. So oh. you did everything in confinement. Oh wow, okay, that sucks. It, it it gets even suckier because um the doors of each cell were like small to the point where it would force inmates to like literally bow in order to enter into each um into into their cells. Mm. Oh. And in each cell, there was like a, there's like a tiny slit of a window, and it would just allow a little bit of light in, and this was to prevent um, inmates from looking out. So literally, they were completely cut off from the outside world. Mm. And inside each cell, prisoners would only have a bed, a table, a toilet, and a Bible. And... Remember the outside time I was talking about? Yeah, they only have one hour of outside time. Wow, that's really and cool. And if they were to leave their cells for anything, right, a black hood would be placed over their heads. And this was to prevent them from looking and interacting with any other inmates. Oh. On top of that, each cell had double doors. And this was to prevent any sound from entering and leaving the cells. It was so solitary that they could not interact with anyone else they had no contact with the outside world, Um, sometimes not even with the prison guards, and they were not al- allowed any family visits and not even newspapers.
0: Wow, that's intense.
2: Yeah. This system was, yeah, this, this system was really, really intense. And like, obviously it backfired lah, because it was so bad to the point where inmates would go mad and there were like over 50 suicides. Oh. wow. Mm. As I said, things get suckier because for those who broke the rules, they were subject to cruel punishment. So, one of the punishments was called the water bath method, where inmates would be dunked into icy water and then hung on the wall overnight. The thing is, this would be done during winter. <laughs> So, literally, uh, the inmates would have, like, ice covering their skin. And the, they would, like, okay. survive? I guess... is it cold there? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, definitely, a bunch of them um, passed away from it. Okay, so, I actually have a second one. But I'm going to keep this second one to the last. So, I'm going to move on to the mat chair. So, another punishment was called the mat chair. So... This mat chair, basically, inmates would be t- strapped to a chair very tightly to the point where they would lose circulation. And then the guards would just leave the inmate strapped to the chair for days without food or water. And because their circulation was so cut off, right, um, some of them would have to get their limbs amputated. Another method was called the hole. So, the hole was built under cell block 14. And the hole was essentially this pit which had, like, no light and it was, like, airless. And inmates would be left in there for days or even weeks. And they would usually be fed some bread and, like, water. But the thing is, because in this hole, they have, like, vermin to deal with. So, they had to fight to eat their own food. Why are
1: humans so creative in, like, torturing other humans?
2: Yeah, I know. So, remember I said that there was this one punishment that I decided not to say in order? Because it was, like, the second on my list. Mm -hmm. So, this one, right, I'm going to tell it to y'all now because it's freaking insane. And when I read this, I was like, holy shit. So, this one is called The Iron Gag. And this was a punishment given to those who broke the no communication rule in the penitentiary. So basically, there was this like iron, um, iron collar that was secured around the tongue. And then what happens is there's like um, it's attached to chains, and then the the arms are like held, like the wrists are held behind their heads, like on the high part of their back. Mm -hmm. And what happens is if the inmates were to move, right? they would essentially rip their own tongue out. Oh my god. Yeah. And Mm. there were actually cases where um, inmates bled to death because of, like... Yeah, and and that's the thing. It's just... You read all these things, right? And you're like, wow, like, how do you have... How do humans have the propensity for such cruelty? Mm. You know? And I was just like, what the hell? Like are these prison guards like having a meeting trying to figure out the most creative methods to enact punishment or what? It's crazy. And like, at one point, Charles Dickens, like, the Charles Dickens, like, he visited the penitentiary and even he was like, no, this place is, like, abusing people. And because of this, um, because there was so much torture and death in Eastern State penitentiary, they're actually like some spooky things. So, people can hear um, someone crying in extreme pain as if being tortured. Um, Some people who have been to the penitentiary have said that they have seen orbs or streaks of light that appear and then suddenly disappear.
1: Mm.
2: Um, There are disembodied sounds of people walking through the prison halls. Mm. Some who visit the penitentiary say that they hear someone... Or something called their names. Some say they feel someone or something tap their shoulders. People have heard sadistic laughter or the sound of cell door handles jiggling. Some hear furniture being dragged across the floor or like the floor, or large objects like sort of like rolling on the roof. In cell block seven. People have heard the sounds of screaming babies.
0: Why babies?
2: Yeah, I have no idea. Why are there babies there? In cell block six, um, people have seen dark figures like sort of run across the walls. In cell block 12, they hear like cackling whispers and they even see apparitions of inmates. And um, some people even say that at night, they see a mysterious, like, guard tower suddenly appear. like a... And there's a mysterious figure. Yeah, like a whole guard tower. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Why? It just appears. And they see someone actually, like, working in it.
1: It's kind of creepy.
2: It's super creepy, dude. I cannot even... Okay. So, one of the more famous stories of, uh, like, Eastern State Penitentiary um happens in Cell Block 4. So in the 1990s, um, there were actually attempts to restore parts of the prison. So a locksmith named Gary Johnson was actually called to come and restore the locks in cell block 4. But while he was restoring it, he felt as if someone was watching him. And when he turned to look, like there was no one there. And Gary Johnson was working on this like particularly stubborn lock and when he finally opened it, he felt a cold blast of air that left him paralyzed. Uh-uh. And then suddenly, on the walls, right, he saw the faces of the tortured souls of the prison suddenly just appear. <laughs> I wonder how that looks like though. But... I don't want to know. It's so creepy. Yeah, it is very really creepy. Okay. Yeah, so another interesting ghost story that came out of Eastern State Penitentiary was a ghost named Jimmy who haunted, and brace yourself, this Jimmy ghost, right, haunted the famous Al Capone. Oh! Oh. cool. Yeah. Okay, so I know a lot of people are like, wow, Al Capone, but they're like... I don't actually know who Al Capone is because <laughs> I've heard of Al Capone, but I don't know who he is. So basically, Al Capone was actually considered one of the deadliest mobsters in America, and he's actually famous for this thing called the Saint Valentine's Massacre, where there was this notorious gangster called George Bugs Moran, and basically some of Bugs's men were working at his headquarters when suddenly like a bunch of like cops like they burst in and they're like, "Hey, we're here to arrest you." Except, like, the cops don't arrest them and that they, like, pew-pew-pew, shoot them dead instead. <laughs> so, it turns out that these cops weren't actually cops in the first place. They were actually... um, They were actually gangsters in disguise. And it's, like, this widely believed thing that this was all Capone's doing because Bugs was actually his arch-nemesis. <laughs> and the thing is, right, um, Al Capone... Like, he he had a bunch of murders under his belt, right? But he was never actually sent to prison for murder. In fact, he was only sent to prison for carrying a concealed weapon. Oh. Yeah. Literally. And you can actually go up and search pictures of his cell at Eastern State Penitentiary because his cell was so lavish in comparison oh. to, like... I've seen it before. Okay, now I remember. Yeah. It's really it. super lavish in comparison to other inmates. Okay, so I'm just going to create another, like, visual picture, like, an oral picture for everyone, okay? So there's actually, like, a rug. He has a freaking rug, okay? He has, like, side tables. He has a lamp. He even was allowed, like, art pieces and music. Yeah, Honda just brought up a picture of it. Look at that. Oh. It's, like, yeah... Al Capone, like, lived in, like, luxury... Oh, wait. His then... name...
1: His famous name is Scarface.
2: Yes. His name is Scarface. Yeah. <laughs> Scarface. Okay. Um, where was I? Yes. So, even though he had this, like, very lavish, <laughs> sort of, like, hotel room-looking cell at Eastern State Penitentiary, he never actually got, like, the peace and luxury that he wanted because... Um, he was haunted by Jimmy. And Jimmy actually turned out to be um, Jimmy Clark, who was one of the victims during the San Valentine's Massacre and it was apparently uh, Bugs' son in law. So inmates would actually hear Al Capone screaming and having <laughs> conversations at night <laughs> with like, no one. And honestly, when I was reading this, I was like, how loud was Al Capone? Because the doors were like double dot remember? So, no sound was supposed to go in or out. So, like, this man was out here, like, screaming and (laughs) having conversations with a ghost. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, the thing is, right, Jimmy didn't just haunt Al Capone here at um, Eastern State Penitentiary because he, like, haunted the shit out of Al Capone to the point where even when Al Capone Capone. Capone went to Alcatraz, Jimmy followed him. (laughs) And... (laughs) <laughs> it <so> funny? <laughs> he was so desperate to get Jimmy away right he sought f- psychics but like the psychics were like yeah uh, we can't do anything this guy wants to stick and it was like so bad that his bodyguards would literally like rush into his room like imagine like just bursting into his room because they would hear him screaming in the middle of the night but then like there'll be no one there so can you imagine being the bodyguard like you hear your boss screaming and you like gear up and you run in and he's just in a corner screaming and there's no one in the room so basically yeah so that those are like the creepy things that happened at Eastern Penitentiary and even though it was meant to be this more humane version of a prison it was actually like the opposite like um, I think a part that I missed out was when people when inmates were going into the prison they were literally just given a number so from the very beginning, they they already lost their identity. They oh. were just
0: viewed as objects. I yeah. mean, that happens in prisons anyways. Yeah, no matter where like, in Singapore also. Is, <laughs> that, is that prison for like
1: violent criminals or like any type of criminal?
0: Okay. I think it
2: was like any type of criminal because okay, I'm not gonna, I'm, I shouldn't you not okay. A dog was sent to prison there. What dog? His name was Pep.
1: What did he do? Okay,
2: there was a dog named Pep who was incarcerated for killing a cat. <laughs> and he had his own mugshot and everything. I'm I'm not joking. <laughs> so I guess any Tom, Dick or Harry could get like convicted and sent them.
1: It's kind of harsh, like
2: only one hour of
1: like, outside time.
2: Yeah, it's one hour of outside time and then you couldn't interact with anyone. And I think there was there are some, um, was it like a test or something where they tried to put people in like a solitary room for like a few hours and like people would start like hearing their own voices or like hearing voices and stuff like that because like you have nothing, you know, you have no communication with the outside world. So no wonder like so many inmates actually went insane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and right now Eastern State Penitentiary is actually like a tourist spot, so you can actually go there for tours. And if you watch the BuzzFeed Unsolved episode, um, like, uh, Ryan and Shane, Shane and Ryan, wow, how do you say it? Fucking spoon, spoon and fork. They <laughs> they actually go there, and like if you look up pictures of the cells, like the cells literally look like they were just carved out of stone. There's, like, no proper structure and stuff like that. It just looks really, really terrible. But the outside looks
1: very grand, though.
2: Okay, so the outside is quite interesting because it has this very, like, gothic, sort of, like, church-like vibe to it. And um, I think I read somewhere that it was sort of meant to intimidate from the exterior itself. So when you look at it, you're already intimidated by the structure.
1: Like, from above, you can... Like, from on top, you can see the... like the sun like structure
2: Mm. it's quite cool it really looks like a sun it really looks like a sun like definitely there's
1: a panopticon influence even if it's not like Mm. that typical panopticon but definitely there is an influence
2: yeah because like you can from
1: like that one spot you can see if someone goes into the corridor
2: yes so it is
1: a form of control
2: it is it is and like I guess in in terms of the panopticon, is it's the fear of being seen. Not the to... It's
1: not the fear of being seen. You know, you're being seen, and then you yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. yeah. you act accordingly, knowing that
2: you're mm. seen. Like you know, your actions are influenced. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but this one is in addition to that, like that idea of knowing that you're seen is also your actions are controlled with strict rules. And you have all these, like, insane, like, cruel punishments. Mm. Like, the Iron Gag one, like, really, like, uh, it's so gross.
1: Yeah, we really are creative and not
2: people. Yeah, I mean, look, when you look back at, like, yeah, I remember, like, many, many, many years ago when we could still travel. Wow, that was <laughs> good time. So many, many years ago, um my like I went to Israel and we went to like this museum and they they were talking about torture methods, right? And there's this one torture method where it's like over a cliff and then um below is just a bunch of like sharpened sticks sort of thing. Oh my god. And the whole idea was to toss the person over and what would happen is They would land vertically on the sharp stick and it would penetrate them from below and it would basically like skewer them like um like what's the thing called It would skewer them like a barbecue. Mm. Yeah, and basically you die because like Mm. all your organs are like Mm. it's disgusting. I know. And even things like oh stoning it's so gross because it's, like, you you think people are throwing, like, tiny rocks at you, but no, they're actually taking, like, huge-ass rocks the size of your head and throwing it at people. And, like, Mm. these are just, I guess, like, smaller punishments. Okay, not smaller punishments, but I guess stoning is not the most creative sort of punishment, but, like, you look at history, there are other types of punishment where they, they put rats on your stomach, and then they put a jar on top, and then they heat up the jar, so the rats literally are forced to dig, bite and dig <laughs> into your body to find warmth and that's how they kill you. And these are the kind of things that humans are capable of coming up with. Like, you hear it, and you're like, what the shit? Like, you don't expect it. Like, you don't you can't possibly think it's real, but it is real. Like, the guillotine itself, yes. like, this... Mm. Ch- the guillotine, the guillotine, yes, wow! I literally just watched a video of people like building one, and wow, um, the guillotine—literally, like it's this massive structure with a blade that like drops down and beheads you. Like, who thinks of that? Somebody put time and effort into build, like thinking of a design and building it, dude. Like humans are capable of this much. Cruelty. I mean, at least a guillotine;
1: it's a bit more faster. <laughs>
2: Yeah. But do the red one. Oh no. I heard another version. So...
1: I heard another version of the skewer one, which is like they purposely um miss your organs so that you live long. Just <gasps> so through your butthole to your mouth. And they make you like oh, no. live long. I think that's the original story of Dracula or something.
2: Oh god, no. I mean also the the electric chair. Uh-huh. That was supposed to be like a more okay. Well, maybe I'm not sure because I watched episode one of season two of The Alienist, and in that show, they um they introduced the electric chair, and then somebody makes a comment saying that oh, it's more humane than hanging. No, but uh... it's like uh I don't know, sir. No. It looks pretty intense to me.
0: Oh, uh, who said that? <laughs>
2: Some, oh my God. Some
0: dude,
1: electric chair is so much more messier, also.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because wow. you use function of your like your bodily function, so like.
2: Mm. Yeah, and not just that. Like you can smell like human flesh burning. Ugh. And no. I think Singapore
1: uses hanging because you can um harvest measure. The oh. Yeah. And yeah, Singapore does measure your weight and your height and then they
0: will calculate the weight
1: accordingly. So it's faster.
0: Yeah, so it's fast. Yeah, it's more ethical but you know, whatever. We we know where we stand on that. (laughs) Repeal the death penalty. But
1: then at least it's better than the, what is it? How is it? The death by...
2: Lethal injection? Yeah, lethal
1: injection. Lethal injection is the worst because like... Really? Um... Yeah, 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 because sometimes they don't get the dosage right, so and then oh. so they keep on stabbing you with, like, needles, and then they're just putting in all the stuff, and then it doesn't work in the end, then some people, they're, like, half-paralyzed or something. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think there was ones bad. that got stabbed, like, more than 30 times with a lethal injection. Ah,
0: uh, wow. And it's kind of oh. hard,
1: it's, and you're not, they're not done by trained, like, actual trained doctors. Not not all oh not all lethal injections are done by trained doctors. That's why yeah. it's not done correctly, and they don't they can't get the actual medicine that they need for the lethal injection. Just like stupid. Don't know. Oh I still god. don't know why they still use lethal injection.
2: Oh my god! And you
1: can't harvest organs, obviously, because it's. A bunch of yeah, bad drugs, you
2: know. Or... Oh wow! Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that discussion. Um,
1: Humans are wonderful. You know, my
2: notes, my my notes, literally say to end on a slightly chirpier note. There was a dog named Pep that was incarcerated. How is that
1: cheerful? That's so sad. Oh
2: my god! It's Yeah, like <laughs> sorry. Um, I actually love animals to the point so where cool. like animal abuse is literally like it's a trigger for me, but. I'm just saying <laughs> they incarcerated a dog. <laughs> Someone wrote up a law that basically can in like incarcerate a dog. And that's what made me think it was like, wow, well, okay, maybe it's slant chirpier. But yeah, that's the story of the Eastern State Penitentiary, and that is a discussion on how humans historically have come up with Crazy, cruel, and creative ideas
1: to but the people. Also, it's not like we're doing better now. Like, even if it's like, yeah. overtly cruel last time, we're still very cruel now, but in hidden ways, which is quite
2: If you enjoyed this episode and want to support us, please rate us five stars and leave us a review on Apple Podcast and click that follow button on Spotify.
1: You can also listen to us on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon, and whatever podcast platform you listen to.
0: And you can follow us on Instagram at HAU Podcast. Share us a DM or send us stories if you'd like. You can also email us at hienalamangustree at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and we'll see you guys next week. Bye! 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 Namjoo
2: Hyok, hit up. Yeah,
0: please.
2: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Chris? Please hit Chris up. Oh, yes, Chris Evans. Hit me up, please. Thank you. (laughs)